We're getting into it. We're, we're motherfucking entrenched in this bitch. listening to tubes in a trench coat i'm suzanne and i'm madison what am i learning today today we're going a little unhinged a little weird i'm i'm not sure how much of a good auditory experience this is going to be considering the subject is so like incredibly visual and being able to see the jokes as part of it but i'm gonna talk about pop team epic (laughs) Yeah, I like how you said um, we're going a little unhinged, like we've never done that before. I mean, in this case, (laughs) the actual material itself is probably the most unhinged that we've talked about so far, just in Mm -hmm. terms of content, because Pop Team Epic is is a very, very silly parody series that is well known for its irreverent memes and buck wild premise of just anything goes (laughs) uh but what do you what do you know about pop team epic have you seen or read pop team epic i have not read it the first time i heard about it was i think when the anime started airing because suddenly i was seeing these like little anime school girls all over my timeline on tumblr Mm -hmm. and i was like what's this anime and who are these characters and then eventually when it ended up on netflix i watched the anime and it was entirely different from anything i had been expecting yep (laughs) (laughs) whatever you think pop team epic is or who you think those characters are you're probably wrong 100 (laughs) percent. it's like from the very beginning it's wild and i still don't entirely know what i watched Like, it doesn't have a plot, and it does not attempt to make sense. It just kind of goes for it, and it's like, if you want to hop on the ride, you can hop on, but we're not stopping for you. It's like that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I'll get into why it is like it is, but like, Mm. at least, I can't speak for the manga because I haven't read it, but at least for the anime adaptation, there are one or two very loose story threads that you can Mm -hmm. catch between all of the 12 original episodes. Like, there's, like, one major plot point, but they only touch on it in, like, three episodes out of 12. And that's, like, the first episode, one of the middle ones, and one of the last ones. But as far as, like, ease of getting into (laughs) for non- weebs like pop team epic is not a beginner's anime (laughs) no if you're a normie like this is not the kind of show you recommend to someone who is not already accustomed to anime bullshit yeah like you have to be some form of self-identified weeb or hardcore anime fan and you like genuinely to enjoy like 90% of pop team epic you need to at least have a passing familiarity with not only anime 
culture, history, and tropes, but also Japanese language, history, and culture. <laughs> because mm-hmm. a lot of the jokes uh, for Westerners will go over your head, and that's even if you do have some familiar familiarity with what I just said. Yeah. Just because it's it's so... Like, Pop Team Epic is a criticism on pop culture, and specifically, like, Japanese primarily, but also Western pop culture, too. So, mm-hmm. again, it is very much not a beginner-level anime. You don't recommend this to, to your friend who's like, I saw Sailor Moon when I was <laughs> a kid. Like, you, no, this is... You recommend this to people you know who are like us. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and are used to anime bullshit and can take it. Yeah. But I did talk about Pop Team Epic a little bit on my Yon Coma episode, but now we're <laughs> we're getting into it. We're, we're motherfucking entrenched in this bitch. I did so <laughs> much research because there's not that much to talk about in regards to, like, Literally, as an audio medium, talking about this show where part of the joy is visually watching it. But Mm -hmm. I did a lot of research into the seiyu slash voice actors that they got because every episode they have two to four different people voicing the two main characters. Mm -hmm. And that's so many. And then they had two episodes that released that were released like a year or two years after the original run. Oh. They were delayed for some reason, episodes 13 and 14. And for those ones, they released the same episode four times with 32 different voice actors because there are 16 voice actors for each main character between the two episodes. Um... I'm not talking about Uh. those two because I also just watched them last (laughs) night because Netflix doesn't have them. And I found out they were on Crunchyroll. So I watched one version of episode 13 and 14 on Crunchyroll. And then I was like, okay, that was cool. I'm not going to cover it, though, because I'm not going to talk about 32 extra voice actors. (laughs) I will cry. Uh, I will say that Takahiro Koyasu is in it. And that is one of the most famous voice actors Dio beloved my beloved worstie. He's just he just uses his normal speaking voice, I think, which is just <laughs> so menacing. <laughs> I love when he's in stuff because his voice is just so recognizable. Like sidebar, like he's such a popular and well-known Seiyu, and they got him to voice like uh, literally a one-off one episode minor demon and demon slayer. <laughs> It's just like, like, hey, Takahito, come here and voice like 10 minutes of dialogue and then never come back. Hey, it's probably real good money. Yeah, he was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so Pop Team Epic, Pop Tepiku, Pop Tepiku, also known as Pop Tepic, is a Yonkoma slash Four Coma, which are those four panel comedy manga uh, of a specific style and genre. And Pop Team Epic is written and illustrated by B Cub Okawa, which is alternatively spelled as Bukubu Okawa. Okay. I don't know. I think that just is just 
how people translate the... I actually don't know if it's written in katakana or hiragana because it's just just what Wikipedia told me. (laughs) But um, he's previously known for his Toho project, Dojinshi. That's what he is most well known for outside of uh, Pop Team Epic. But Pop Team Epic started its serialization on Takeshobo's Manga Life Win website in August of 2014. And since then, it's had three physical volumes released in Japan, and the manga is licensed in North America by Vertical. So Pop Team Epic is notable for being, until the the physical volumes were released, this was a online-only manga. Like, it was Mm -hmm. essentially a webcomic in comparison to what most people traditionally think of as manga. Like, it wasn't being serialized in like jump or anything it was literally just online until the yeah collect- that's happened to i think one punch man before it was redrawn was yeah. like this side gig webcomic that the artist was making mm-hmm. the manga chronicles the misadventures of two 14 year old girls named papuko and pipimi who encounter a variety of both mundane and bizarre situations and respond to them in equally bizarre and exaggerated ways. The manga is noted for its frequent parodies of pop culture and its combination of surrealism, absurdity, non sequitur, all of which have contributed to it developing a cult following among both Japanese and Western audiences. But yeah, it is very... (laughs) It's... Again, this is not an anime for beginners or newbies. It is very much a, you have to have a lot of context for the jokes to land or else it's going to make no sense. And even when you have context, not all of the jokes land anyway. Yeah, it feels like one of those things that like shouldn't be as popular in the West as it is. Like, I think it's one of those things that's like ingrained weebs know about. But, yeah. like, the fact that so many, like, regular anime watchers know about it is kind of unusual because there are so many of these in-jokes that, like, there's so many cultural references and in-jokes that you wouldn't understand normally as a Western viewer. Mm-hmm. And, like, they make fun and, like, parody everything from other comics, manga, anime, Western movies video games Mm -hmm. of both Japanese and Western origin, like, the scope of what they make jokes about is ridiculous. And you have to have context for at least 50% of it to enjoy watching Pop Team Epic. Mm -hmm. But so the anime adaptation was primarily animated by Kamikaze Duga, my beloved... Studio that, once again, produces the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure 3D animated openings. <laughs> and the, the, they did work on Star Wars Visions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the anime was produced by King Records. The anime adaptation was announced on April 2nd, 2017. It was initially teased as an adaptation of the fake 
completely made up anime Hoshiro Girl Drop on April Fools. <laughs> so they had this elaborate setup and the first episode literally has this whole fake anime opening where it's set up to be like a f- romantic comedy. They have a setup. There's a little bit of a punchline. They do an entirely like they do an entire OP. Like there's an original opening theme and animation and then it just hard cuts to Pop Team Epic. And they did this on April Fool's, which is kind of incredible. Yeah. It's also really funny because eventually the next year, a an actual anthology comic based on the fake anime trojan horse of hoshiro girl drop was made into a manga (laughs) (laughs) so there's a comic anthology manga about the fake anime they used as a trojan horse joke to drop pop team epic which is wild (laughs) yeah i I know i've done that for other things before but it's always funny when like the parody thing that wasn't supposed to be serious is like immortalized basically yeah i'm trying to think of an example and i can't think of any i mean i can't like i know there's there's a handful but i can't think of any Mm -hmm. either but the original run was 12 episodes and then there was a delay for about a year and some change before the last two episodes were released and a second season is set to premiere sometime this year. Do you know why those episodes were delayed? Uh, quote unquote, due to an error by King Records, the producer. That's all I got for you. Um, what does that mean? I don't know, but it's very <laughs> ominous. Mm. Yeah, like literally both the Anime News Network article... And the, like, both anime anime news network articles about the delay are just, like, it had a delay, and okay. that's it. So, okay. not, like, I don't know why. Hmm. Like, I think it's something that they just, I don't know. I just, hmm. if there's an interview about it or an actual explanation, it's not available on the English web and no one's translated it. So I couldn't hmm. find any, like, concrete reason beyond there was apparently an error by the producer. Hmm. And for okay. some reason, those last two episodes, like I just said earlier, aren't available on Netflix. Hmm. They're on Crunchyroll, though. So. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I'm, like, really not entirely sure why. So, like, I'm also not sure, like... For season two, where it'll be on Crunchyroll, obviously, but I'm not sure if it'll be dropped anywhere else. Mm. But the anime takes the form of a parody show featuring numerous and 90% of the time disjointed skits of varying lengths. Like, some of the shorts are adapted from the original Yonkoma. Some of them are longer segments that take up most of the episode and then some of the shorter segments are completely original creations by the anime production team Mm. and a lot of the animation if not most of the animation is done by kamikaze duga but 
the episodes also showcase a very large variety of animation styles like cgi very professional looking 2d animation and then they also have a couple of segments where there is like stop motion animation and i think that's by Mm. team ac because there's like needle felting stop motion animation and then in episodes 13 and 14 which i watched literally last night there were like clay animation segments by i Mm -hmm. think the same people and each half an hour episode features two near identical 15 minute segments containing different voice actors for the two main characters and other subtle differences in Not usually the animation, but usually in sound effects and voice lines will be slightly different depending on if you're watching the A half or the B half of an episode. Mm. And the reason for this, according to an interview done with the producer of the anime, there were several reasons for the... um, half an hour episode being two near identical 15 minute segments and some of those reasons were the animation was originally meant to be broadcasted in web format only and not as a tv series and when the author asked the producer if it was possible to record two tracks or i guess the author asked for the uh the two-track format where we ended up with one with the female voice actors and one with the males and then broadcast both of them, Mm. which apparently wasn't possible with web streaming, which I don't think is true. I think it would just be separate 15-minute videos of the same video, but they didn't Mm. want to do it, so they ended up considering TV broadcast, but it wasn't like 15 minutes is not a lot is not enough to fill one full slot of a TV broadcast so they just mm-hmm. they went with with both they were like okay yeah sure we'll go with your idea of having the A track and the B track being girl voices and boy voices and then they just paid for the entire slot of the broadcast and played the two versions of the same 15 minutes back to back damn okay yeah, and there are there are differences because sometimes the um like the audio will reference the actual like background noises in a scene or there will just be there will be subtle differences that will sort of be easter eggs or parodies or callbacks to other roles that um specific voice actors have done that aren't there in the mm. other segment when it's done by a different seiyu. Mm. And they were usually, like, a lot of the time they had their lines, but they were also given a lot of room to improv. Mm-hmm. Not, like, from what I remember just from watching it last over the last week, not a lot of the less experienced seiyu seemed to take the improv super far but like the more experienced ones would get a little weird with it sometimes <laughs> which is very fun but while <laughs> while I was watching it before I get into my notes of going into the incredible range 
of the voice actors that they have voicing these 14-year-old girls. I have some notes that I took while while watching the 12 episodes. Okay. Starting off with, this is like a fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> they literally put so much effort into animating an opening theme for a non-existent rom-com anime, the Hoshiro Girl yeah. Drop. Like, I'm not even a fan of that kind of of anime and even i was like oh this looks interesting though (laughs) and it's like no it's all fake but also like pop team epics actual op like the first one is also really catchy (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun like it's just it's a fun show it's a visual and auditory nightmare sometimes it is very overwhelming but in like a fun way Mm mm-hmm I made a specific note of the Skyrim reference in one of the episodes, apparently, because <laughs> uh, they did the whole, oh, good, you're awake thing from Skyrim. It's been a while <laughs> since I watched it, but I do remember when, like, when I got the jokes, they were very funny. Yeah, like, when the jokes land, it's a very mm-hmm. funny and smart series that doesn't take itself seriously and, in fact, is, like, routinely, like, makes fun of itself for being a crappy anime or crappy manga. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I made specific notes about, like, the cool one-off animation segments that I noticed. Like, in episode two, there's a segment that's done where it looks like an unfinished storyboard where nothing besides the two girls when they show up are completely animated and it's just, like, rough storyboards, which was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. There's... A live action segment with like they had like these giant notebooks and they it was yeah. like doing like a flip. I book. love that episode. It was so good. Like I showed it to Zach out of context because I loved it so much. Yeah, it's so much fun and like the guys were clearly having a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> the stop motion animation and the like felting. Two, I made a note of because like that's always cool I did make a note about Bob Team Epic being absolutely fucking horrifying and those are the ones that look <laughs> like nightmares like they mm-hmm. are drawn horrifying on purpose and I don't like them um, I mean I like them because they're horrifying but I don't like them <laughs> they're gross to look at but that's the point yeah yeah. Oh, there's a sand art segment too, which I apparently made a note of. So like all of the the very strange non-traditional like animated segments were apparently like my favorites because I have notes of just noting them down. There was apparently an Undertale reference at some point. <laughs> I didn't give more specifics than that. <laughs> but there's an Undertale reference, which is wild for some reason. Sort of my my last note is both sets of voice actors are good. There's nothing wrong with the girl sets of voices, but there's just something about gruff dude voices and usually like GG old man voices <laughs> coming from these 14-year-old schoolgirls that just hits different because it's mm-hmm. played 100% seriously. Because it's... It's not done like they're making fun of trans women or 
unfeminine women. Like, it's not a dig at anything. They're not punching down or, like, at non-traditionally feminine girls. They're they're just... These are two little violent, angry gremlins. And it's very funny when they're voiced by grandpas. It just hits different. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely, like, I prefer... Between the A and the B segments, whichever ones have the have the guy voice actors, just personally. Cause I find it very funny. Who now we're we're gonna we're gonna get into the to the actual Seiyu slash voice actors. Bear oh with boy. me. It's gonna be a lot of information. I'm not entirely sure if it's like interesting to people, but I find <laughs> I get super into looking up voice actors when I'm watching stuff because I like to know what other stuff people have been in if, like, the voice that I hear is even just vaguely familiar. And a lot of these were very, 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 very surprising with either what else they've voiced or, like, how far back and iconic of a voice actor in Japan they are. Mm. Like, they have some fucking heavy hitters on this list which is wild they're just like hey come our come voice our very stupid and silly and irreverent parody show and then they did (laughs) yeah it's always fun when like it's so good because clearly everyone was just having fun so getting into the voice actors so i'm gonna go through all of the ones for papuko first and then I will go over all of Pipimi second. So Papuko is one of the two protagonists. Uh, she is the short, blonde schoolgirl with anger issues. <laughs> I love her. I relate to her deeply. But in episode one, she is voiced by Masashi Ibarra, who is the official dubover artist of Tom Hanks, Bill Murray... Oh. Wesley Snipes and Robin Williams. Oh. But w- you might know him as Might Guy from Naruto. Oh my god. <laughs> this is uh this is the first one you're starting with and it's already like Jesus. Okay. Yeah. It gets wild from here. I stopped counting. I need you to know that I stopped counting. How many JoJo's Bizarre Adventure alumni (laughs) are on this list? Because it's more than 15. That's so many. It's so many. It's so many JoJo people. Like, I I was talking to Eli last night. I was like, dude, guess who? Guess who's here? It's the whole fucking squad. (laughs) But also in episode one for Papuko, we have Yuji Mitsuya, who is apparently... The official dub of Timon the Pumbaa from The Lion King. Oh, boy. And the TV Asahi version of the Japanese dub of Marty McFly from Back to the Future. (laughs) So they got, like, dubbing actors to do this. So it's basically like Tom Hanks was in Pop Team Epic. Yes. Like, earlier when I said GG voices, I wasn't lying. Most of these dudes have been doing stuff, like, since the 70s. <laughs> like, there's a handful of younger male seiyu, but, like, a lot of the male 
voice actors are like really prolific guys who have been doing voice acting and dubbing since like the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. Like for the first the first four episodes, there are four voice actors for each girl and then afterwards there's only one for part A and then one for part B. I don't know why there were they switched between so many for the first four episodes, but whatever. <laughs> uh, and then we also have Mommy Koyama, who was Minky Momo in Magical Princess Minky Momo. Hey. And this one's for you. I tried to make notes of if they played <laughs> significant characters in your hyperfocuses so My I could Blorbos? show off. So I could give love to my Blorbos-in-law. <laughs> uh, but she's apparently Vermouth in Case Closed. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So I for all of these, I tried to pick uh, two for each voice actor just to show off their range and like what people would most likely know them from. Mm-hmm. And finally, for episode one, we have Ryusei Nakao. He's voiced uh, Tambourine, Frieza, Cooler, Chilled, and Frost from Dragon Ball. <laughs> and then Mayuri Kurochuchi from Bleach. By the way, I'm looking at their wiki pages as each name comes up. And these people have like, first of all, you know they're significant if their name is highlighted blue on Wikipedia. But um, uh-huh. like, you say has like... A long list starting in the 60s of characters he's voiced. Yep, I told you. <laughs> oh, oh, he voices. Oh, Kurotsuchi, the, um, is that who I think it is? Probably. I made note of the Bleach Blorbos, too, for you. Also Blorbos in law, because I know nothing about Bleach. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Mayuri is like the um real creepy dude. God, I hate that character so much. But he has, like, a very distinctive voice. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, they did not fuck around with these voice actors. No, like, Frieza from Dragon Ball, you know, the fucker <laughs> that can suck your life out of you. Like, my detested, I saw him <laughs> on fucking Toonami after school once and he gave me nightmares for a week. Like, that guy. But for episode two, we're still on... Keep in mind, this is still just for... Papuko, the short blonde girl out of the pair. <laughs> for episode two, we have Aoi Yuki, who is well known for being Madoka Kaname in Madoka Magica. God. And Tsuyu Asui, who is the frog girl in My Hero Academia. And then we have another heavy hitter by the name of Toshio Furukawa, who was Shin in Fist of the North Star, and Piccolo from Dragon Ball. Damn. Uh, (laughs) Then we also have, for episode two, Sumire Morohoshi. Sumire Morohoshi. Okay, thank you. She was Nina Tucker in... Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, and is apparently Erica Ainsworth in the Fate series. I don't know anything about Fate. Neither do I. Every time I look it up, I get very confused as to where I'm supposed to start. <laughs> uh, Sumire also did 
played Emma in Promise Neverland. Mm-hmm. She, she was also in Hitalia World Stars in 2021. She played the Czech Republic. There were a bunch of people who were who had like various roles in Hitalia. I did not pick those as as. Oh, roles I'm sorry. I, I forgot to... that we're not supposed to talk about Hitalia. Yeah, I did not pick them as roles <laughs> that I wanted to highlight. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, for episode two, we have Tesho Genda, who is mostly well known for dubbing. Like, being the official dubber for most appearances of Optimus Prime. Oh. And basically every animated Batman. Oh. And also Kurama, the nine-tailed demon fox from Naruto. (laughs) I can't believe you glossed over the fact that he is the current Japanese voice of Tigger in Winnie the Pooh. Naruto was more important. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is an anime podcast. (laughs) Yeah, Naruto is more important. (laughs) Uh, but moving on to episode three for Papuko, we have Mikako Komasu, who was Susamaru in Demon Slayer. I believe that is the demon with the Tamari balls. And then also Sumugi Shirogane in Danganronpa 3. Which I did not watch. I don't know anything about Dangit Grandpa. I just I put some of them on this list because if I looked up the character and I knew enough to recognize them by picture, I went, okay, they must be popular enough. So I'll put it on the <laughs> put it on the list. She was an X arm. I'm sorry. There were a couple people in X arm. Oh no. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, and then for episode three, we have a repeat of Ruse. So I didn't go over him again. And we have Eriko Nakamura, who was Matsuko in Gintama. Shout out to Discord peep who enjoys Gintama. I put some on this <laughs> list for you. These are This is my gift of Blorbo's in law for you. Not even Blorbo's in law. Blorbo's like three times removed, I guess. <laughs> uh, and then also Sawako in Ballad of a Shinigami, which like I don't know anything about, but I looked at the picture and like it sparked a vague me- early 2000s memory so i must have seen a picture of it at some point mm-hmm. also for episode three we have soma saito who is <laughs> uh tadashi yamaguchi and hayaku yes or haiku haiku yeah are they different that's the sports mm-hmm. anime right yeah it's the volleyball sports anime okay uh but he's also vinegar Dopio and Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5 Golden Wind. <laughs> Everyone's favorite twink. So, moving on to episode 4 for Papuko, we have Yoko Hikasa, who is Mio Akiyama in Kaon. Mm-hmm. And shout out to my Blurbos in law, apparently also Satan in Umi Neko no Naku Koroni. I. Hey, Eli, can you explain why <laughs> Satan is a character in Umineko to me? I wonder like, if it makes sense wh- in context. Eli, I need you whenever you listen to this episode. I need you to message me. And I need you to explain <laughs> Satan in Umineko to me. <laughs> Please. Uh, we do have a repeat of Tesho Genda, so I'm not going over him again. Then we have Sora Tokui, who is Akari Nita in Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm. And... Tenko Chabashira in Dangan again Danganronpa three. Dangit Grandpa. 
dang it grandpa like tumblr ruined that for me like i could never remember how to spell it and people just kept making fun of it so i only ever remembered it as dang it grandpa awesome that's all you need yeah and finally for episode four we have (laughs) my boy shotaro morikubo who was yosuke hanamura from persona 4 and also my man Shikamaru Nara from Naruto. <laughs> Yo, he was Zangetsu in Bleach. Yeah. Oh. Again, a heavy hitter. I only went over the ones that were relevant to either me or who I know are blur- blurbos in law. Episode five, we have <laughs> Tomoko Kaneda, who is Chiyo Mihama in Azumanga Dayo and Peacock in Skullgirls. Ooh. Wait, is there other Japanese voice actors for... Skullgirls? Skullgirls? Yeah. Oh, okay. And also for episode five, we have Yuichi Nakamura, who is Satoru Gojo in Jujutsu Kaisen, but also my boy Bruno Bucciarati in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, (laughs) Golden Wind. In episode six, we have Yuko Sanpei, who is Nozomi Yumihara in Yes Pre-Cure 5, which is a it's a magical girl series. Oh yeah. But here's the here's the kicker. She's she's Boruto Uzumaki, <laughs> who is Naruto's son. <laughs> here's a fun sort of one. Also for episode six, it's Hiro Shimono, who is Zenitsu in Demon Slayer. Ooh. But also Dobby in My Hero Excuse Academia. Me? The, the guy with the fucked up face and all the melted dead skin. Yeah, he and Zenitsu are the same guy. No, I thought I thought you said Dobby, and I was like, from Harry Potter? No, not Dobby. <laughs> Dabby. From My Hero Academia. Uh, in episode seven, we have Satomi Korogi, who is Misty's Togepi and Togetek in both the Japanese and English language versions of the Pokemon anime. I was wondering if they like dubbed over the Pokemon, but I guess it would make more sense not to. Yeah, I guess for some of them they didn't. And then she's also uh, Mei from Guilty Gear. Mm. And then we have a repeat of Shotaru from earlier, so I'm not going to go over him again. We have a repeat of Moruhoshi from earlier, so I'm not going over them again. And for episode eight, the other voice actor is Masaya Onosaka, who is Surus from Cardcaptor Sakura and Shinji Hirako in Bleach. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the little creature from Cardcaptor Sakura and then some <laughs> dude in Bleach. <laughs> uh, in episode nine, we have a repeat for both voice actors. So Eriko and Soma, I'm not going over them again. Episode 10, we have a repeat of Sora, not going over them again. And we have Rikia Koyama, who is Yamato in Naruto Shippuden, and Kogoro Mori in Case Closed. For episode 11, we're almost done with Popuko. We're almost done. You see, it's really long in the beginning because the first four episodes have four voice actors and then mm-hmm. it just it's speed run because they start repeating them <laughs> also um i'm impressed you picked an episode where you have to say a lot of japanese names 
listen, I won't get better at it if I don't force <laughs> myself to do it. That's true. I'm aware my accent is atrocious, but like, listen, I just hit 70 days on Duolingo. Like, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm tr- I'm trying. I swear to God. But for episode 11, we have a very heavy hitter of um. I mean, if you're a fan of the ninja anime, we have <laughs> Nana Mizuki, who is Hinata Hyuga in Naruto and Boruto. Mm. <laughs> and Anne Takamaki in Persona 5. And also we have Hozumi Goda, who is Leorio in Hunter Hunter. Look <laughs> how hesitant you were because... To be fair, all of the names in Hunter x Hunter are so strange. Like, I've shown you the uh, apparently official spelling of Krololo's name, which is like, it Give- looks like oh, they started with God. a Q and then just hit their head on the keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's Leorio. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go with that. I don't care. No, that's in right. Hunt- oh, I'm right? Okay, yeah. cool. In Hunter x Hunter. And- uh, the original, the 1999 hunter hunter but then also in some of if you scroll down in the musicals mm-hmm. which is wild oh, oh. yeah uh-huh <laughs> Dang, and then okay. he was also asu slash kawajiri in dorohidora which is a character that plays a bigger part in the manga and didn't really get a whole lot of attention in the anime adaptation mm-hmm. just because of where the anime ended uh, for episode 12, we have my favorite JoJo reveal, genuinely. <laughs> we have a repeat of Koyama. I'm not going over them again, but we have Sho Hayami, who is and has been Vanilla Ice in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure <laughs> since the 19... 19- 98 video game heritage for the future and he voiced vanilla ice in the stardust crusaders anime and he voiced vanilla ice in the video game eyes of heaven from 2015 and he will be voicing vanilla ice again in all-star battle r which is releasing this year but they got him for the video game the 2d side-scrolling fighting game heritage for the future in 1980 1998 and they were like we got it boys we got it in one that's vanilla ice (laughs) (laughs) and it's been him every time you say the name of the character i just immediately think of like vanilla ice the fucking rapper yes (laughs) yes oh boy (laughs) But he was also Enrico Maxwell in Helsing Ultimate, who was the what a crazy Enrico Maxwell. <laughs> or Vanilla Ice, because they're both wild. Both, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Enrico Maxwell is one of a, one of the major antagonists in Helsing, and he just voices him in the Helsing Ultimate version. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very good. I love Helsing Ultimate. He's very unhinged. Enrico Maxwell is a good character. Uh, and then... Last lightning round for Papuko, for the Bob Epic Team segments, we have Shunsuke Itakura from Team AC, who voices Papuko in segments 
1 through 6, 8 through 12, and 14, and then Toro Adachi from Team AC, who voices Papuko in episode 7 and episode 13. And for the Japan Mignon segments, which were the weird ones that were 3D animated, but also in French, Fanny Block was the French lady who voiced Papuko. That's it. That's it for Papuko. God. <laughs> but could you imagine if I added in the extra 32, the extra 32 from just two episodes? No, we, we would be here all night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our girl, Pipimi, who is the second protagonist, she is the tall, blue-haired schoolgirl. Just as hot-headed, but less quick-tempered to immediately resort to violence <laughs> than her shorter friend. And starting off in episode one, we have Hochu Otsuka, uh, who is Sakonji Rokodaki in Demon Slayer, who's the old, uh, who, woo, uh, he is Tanjiro's, like, mentor. He's got the Tengu mask. Mm. And he's also Jiraiya from Naruto. <laughs> Old man pervert, my beloved. <laughs> oh, yeah. He plays a lot of, um, like, the old man character in a lot of anime. Yeah. <laughs> I love when just, like, you get to a certain point and just assigned Gigi, and I love it. <laughs> we have Noriko Hiraka, who is Kikyo in Inuasha, but also Nier in Death Note. <laughs> oh, Oh. The one of the OG Blurbos. Oh. <laughs> and we have a very big heavy hitter also for Pipimi for episode one. We have Kotono Mitsuishi, who is not only Misato Katsuguri in Neon Genesis, but also the OG 90s Usagi Tsukino in Sailor Moon. Oh. She's the OG Sailor Moon. Dang. And everyone's big titty waifu from Neon Genesis. <laughs> that I know of. Wait. Um What? Misato? Oh. She's the dark haired lady yeah. in like this Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Again, I don't know anything about Neon Genesis. <laughs> but also finishing off episode one Seiyu for Pipimi. We have Norio Wakamoto, who is Father Alexander Anderson in Helsing Ultimate, my boy, the Buckwild Irish Catholic. <laughs> He's so compelling as a character, too. Like, I should probably do a Helsing episode soon. But as an antagonist, because he's not, like, he's unhinged and, you know, like, psychotic because it's an action horror anime but like he hunts supernatural creatures but also like runs an orphanage okay and is like good with kids and stuff but then also thinks that all protestants should die so it's a mixed bag because hmm. <laughs> i guess he's just one of the irish catholics that are like that what is he in the ira maybe <laughs> i don't know Helsing's a bit of a mixed bag. Wakamoto apparently is, is also uh, vicious in Cowboy Bebop. I was just about to say, that's the other name on my list was he's vicious in OG Cowboy Bebop. 
<laughs> Norio-san, I am so sorry <laughs> what they did to Vicious. I'm so sorry what they did to you. How they massacred my boy. They massacred your boy. I'm so sorry, sir. In episode two for Pipimi, we have Ayana Taketatsu, who is Azusa Nakano and Kaon. And unfortunately, there weren't really other any names that I recognized, so I had to go with one from Sword Art Online, oh but she's apparently Leafa? Question mark? I don't know anything about Sword Art Online. Uh, hold on, let me let me see if I can pick one out. The, the fucking things that are coming up, though, are like, Kiss Sis, which, like, if you know what that is, um, to be fair, I also know what that is, so, like, it's, it's, it's fine. Um... I mean, she's got, like, a lot of, like... No, like, the stuff on here is, like, Guilty Crown. Sword Art Online. Yeah. There's, like, good stuff. Space Dandy, one episode, Dog Days. Mm -hmm. Like, there's... Like, she's been in stuff. I just didn't recognize anything, so... Sorry. (laughs) Like, there's stuff on here that I recognize, but that's not really saying much. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she's gonna be in the, um... Bleach anime is coming out this week, this this year. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. Also for episode two for Pipimi, we have Shigeru Chiba, who is Yoshihiro Kira from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable. That's the main villain's dad <laughs> okay. in Part 4. But here's the thing. He's also the narrator, Joker, Jocko... Kuroyasha and other various characters in Fist of the North Star. Hmm. He's another like assigned old man. Oh, you're fifty. You are <laughs> assigned only like old man characters now in for voice acting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also for episode two, we have Azutsa Tadokoro, who is Moroha in Yasahime Princess Half Demon, which I. That's the sequel to Inuasha, right? That's about like their kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as I know, I didn't. I didn't watch Inuasha either. I don't know anything about Inuasha. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was not an Inuasha kid. Sorry, I fucking I went to Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> I went to school with Naruto. Kakashi from accounting. <laughs> but besides being in Yasuhime, Princess Half Demon, she's also Aoi Kiria in. Whoa. Akatsu? Which I did fucking... It looks like I think it's a idol or magical girl anime. Mm-hmm. Fucking, I don't know. <laughs> Some of these I don't know. But, okay. So, here's the thing. Uh, this is probably one of the, the biggest hitters on this list. Akira Kamiya, who is Kenshiro in Fist of the North Star. Main character, ya boy, Kenshiro. Mm. And also Ryoma Nagare in Getter Robo, which is a. If you're familiar with Devilman or Devilman Crybaby, uh, it's another series by Go Nagai. Mm-hmm. Man, this guy's been voice acting since the 70s. Yeah, he's like been in a lot of shit. <laughs> I've been scrolling for like five minutes. <laughs> yes, they got him to voice a 14 year old anime girl. <laughs> and he did it and had fun with it. And it, it makes me so happy. In episode three, we have 
and we're still on Pipimi again, the blue-haired, taller girl. We have Sumie, uh, whoa, Uisaka, who is apparently Chaltier Bloodfallen, an overlord, and Sora Takanashi, one of the main characters in Listen to Me, Girls, I Am Your Father. I'm not familiar with either of these properties. Overlord, my detested. Oh, no, I don't know anything about Overlord. Uh, don't start. Uh, but we have a repeat of Norio Wakamoto, who I'm not going over again. And then we have Asami Imai, who is Ayumi Shinozaki in Corpse Party, and... Kurisu Makase in Steins Gate? Which I don't know anything about Steins Gate. Uh, but finally, for episode three for Pipimi, we have Kaito Ishikawa, who is Tobio yes! Yama in Haiku, and Tenya Ida in My Hero Academia, Glasses Boy with the uh, like superpowered leg, superpowered legs, class president. And Genos in One Punch Man. Yeah. Also, like, a, a well-known younger VA been in a lot of popular popular shit oh, recently. He was in Platinum M, too. Unfortunate! Oh. I retract my statement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was also in Jodo's Bizarre Adventure, but was, like, a minor character, so I didn't list it. <laughs> okay. It was more important to list that he was in My Hero Academia <laughs> uh, and the sports anime I've never seen or care about. You've never seen Haikyuu? I don't care about sports. No! How could you say that to me? Suzanne, I read Prince of Tennis Dojinshi in middle school, and it was... I don't need to anymore. I... Okay, fine. That's... uh, I guess I'll just follow that away on the list of sins I have for you that I just started. (laughs) Oh, that's the first sin and not my intense JoJo brain rot? (laughs) Okay. No, like, this is a list of Fair. actual problematic things, so Haikyuu is all- I'm just kidding. Okay, cool. So I'm being cancelled over not caring about sports anime. Great. Not sports Wonderful. anime, just Haikyuu. I don't- Fine, it's fine. Let's just are move you- on. Are you trying to tell me to watch- Okay, well, my partner has betrayed me and is agreeing with you about Haikyuu. See? Because I'm right. Yeah, I haven't cared about sports anime since I, um- Shout out to my friend in middle school whose <laughs> house I went over to one time showed me their collection of illicit <laughs> Prince of Tennis <laughs> doujinshi. All of it was yaoi. <laughs> That's all I know. That's all I remember about Prince of Tennis was the gay doujinshi <laughs> that I read in middle school. That's that's really what sports anime is all about. It's about uh, shipping all the characters with each other. That's just everything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i don't know sports anime is weird uh i've only seen i pretty much only seen free and haikyuu i've started others but wasn't as into them haikyuu mm. for some reason like lodged itself in my brain uh for a while me and my friend becky were like uh-huh. way too into it for a hot second so even though i haven't kept up with uh new seasons it's still you know wrote a lot of fanfic for it so it's kind of <laughs> Um. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, if you wrote fanfic for it, I guess I'll give it a shot. Uh, that's high praises, you know. <laughs> if you writing fanfic for something, if you're not into it, that's fine. I just I would like to, uh, protest the high slander. 
It's not slander. <laughs> I just, on general, on a whole, I don't care about sports anime. <sighs> Okay. I'm not saying Haikyuu's bad. I just don't know anything about it and don't care about sports anime. I guess. But I'll give it a shot for you. Okay. I'll give it a shot for you. <laughs> I have to redeem myself. <laughs> I have to get uncancelled from my sin list of not liking Haikyuu. Um, but for episode four for Pipimi, we have Satomi Saito? Sato? Uh, who is... Ritsu Tainaka in K-On! and Wendy Marvel in Fairy Tale. We have a repeat of Akira Kamiya, so I'm not going to go over them again. Suzuko Mimori, who is apparently Umi Sonoda in Love Live, and Hikari Kagura in Review Starlight. So, like, idol stuff. I don't know anything about either of these, and I don't care. Don't, I don't, <laughs> whatever. Enjoy your waifus. They're not for me. Um, wow, you're really just coming for everybody, huh? I'm coming for everyone today, I guess. I just, I don't care. There's a lot I don't care about. It's okay if you enjoy it. I don't care. <laughs> oh, then we have a friend and a boy, Kosuke Torumi, who is Kiba Inuzuka, the dog boy from Naruto. <laughs> You know him, you love him, he's got them red triangles on his face. And he's also Guido Mista in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5 Golden Wind. He's Gun Boy. He feeds his stand salami. Because his stand is one of those stands that's just a bunch of little guys. Oh, good. And he feeds them salami. Oh, God. Okay. So for episode 5, we have... This is another shout-out for Eli. We have you... Kobayashi, who is canon in Umineko, When They Cry. Shout out to my Blorbos in law. And also Noe in Dorohidoro, beloved giant woman himbo <laughs> dumbass. I love her so much. Um, she's like the best character in Dorohidoro. Uh, and then we have possibly the one that gave me and Eli the most whiplash last night when I was uh, talking about him. Because, and I have to pull the pictures oh boy. that I sent to the to Weeb chat about this. <laughs> uh, but we have Tomokazu Sugita, who is Gintoki Sakata in Gintama. I believe that's the main character. <laughs> uh, but he's also Gyome Hijima in Demon Slayer, hmm. one of the Hashira. The one that looks like a monk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but he's also <laughs> Young Joseph Joestar in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 2. Oh. <laughs> so Gyome from, from Demon Slayer looks like a monk and Joseph Joestar is a slut. <laughs> <laughs> and, and wears a crop top in 1930s uh, Italy. I want them to have an outfit swap so bad. Please put the giant monk man in the little tiny crop top. I think it would be very funny. I'm sorry. I'm still over <laughs> Joseph. I'm sorry. What did you say? Joseph Joestar is slut-coded? Slut yeah. Yes. <sighs> Joseph Joestar is a himbo <laughs> and a slut. And it's fine. He's been alive for 93 slutty, slutty years. <laughs> as of Stone Ocean. 
Um, and I love him. Like, I'm saying this tenderly. Like, I love Joseph Joestar. He's he's my second favorite JoJo. But uh, Tomokazu has voiced Joseph Joestar in the 2012 anime adaptation of Part 2. He voiced him in the original All-Star Battle video game in 2003, Eyes of Heaven video game in 2015, and is returning to voice him in All-Star Battle R this year. Hmm. Absolutely incredible. I love him. He's, like, the fact that he's done a lot of, like, prolific stuff, but then just Joseph Joestar, my beloved. (laughs) For episode six, we have Kaori Nazuka, who is the main character of Eureka in Eureka 7, and Toru Hagakure and Mount Lady in My Hero Academia. And we, okay, so more JoJo people voiced Papimi than they did Popuko, but uh, immediately going into another JoJo guy, we have Yuki Kaji, who is Shoto Todoroki in My Hero Academia. That is the fire and ice emo boy. <laughs> but also, my boy, my favorite manlet, Koichi Hirose in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable. Beloved manlet, part of the main Duang gang. I love him. He's he, <laughs> he's genuinely the only character with a brain cell in Part 4. <laughs> and that's including the return of Jotaro Kujo, who is a nearly 30-year-old man at this point like Jotaro's like 28 in part 4 and this child is one of the only people with a brain cell my favorite thing about Yuki Kaji is that ever since I realized he was Eren in Attack on Titan he's been in oh god he is yeah yeah. he's been in like every major anime since 2013 it feels like he plays like the young upbeat child kid young man characters yeah yeah (laughs) Pretty much. Just like a lot of these older guys are like GG coded, <laughs> he is like teenager coded. Mm-hmm. He's got that youthful voice and vibe. God, he's also got such a baby face for being almost 42. God, why are they all, <laughs> what are they eating? Like drinking that Tokyo tap water, baby. That's what's keeping uh that's what's keeping a Rocky immortal. <laughs> uh so for episode seven, we have Akiko Yajima, who is Kohaku in Inuyasha, and both Riku and Diva in Blood Plus. For episode seven, a repeat of Kotsuke Toriyumi, who, you know, was my beloved dog boy and <laughs> and gun himbo in JoJo. <laughs> uh, in episode eight, we have a repeat of Tadakoro, and we have Daisuke Na- uh, Namikawa, yes. who is Yu Narukami in Persona 4, and also got cast as number one MVP simp Narkiso Anasui in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean, <laughs> who has not had any lines yet, but he is Anasui in Stone Ocean. Whenever he has lines. He was one of those voice actors who I... Oh, it's because he's Oikawa in Haikyuu. Um, it was like one anime oh, okay. I watched or I was like, oh, I like those voice actors. So then I started like watching stuff that he was in, which 
Um, sometimes voice actors are in stuff that's bad, so that did not end well for me. Um, <laughs> but he, yeah, he was Oiko on Haikyuu. He is Arima in Tokyo Ghoul. Yeah, he's got a very extensive list, yes. honestly. I really like him as a voice actor. Okiora in Bleach. Yeah, he's Hisoka in the 2011 Hunter Hunter. That's why. Like, That's why I remember him. He's he's is that the he, clown pedophile? As as I described him in another Discord, someone asked, "I don't understand," or everyone is into Hisoka, and I said, "It's because he's the fuckable clown." But isn't he a pedophile? Isn't he just, like, a well, little too into the kid characters? Not in that way. Um, okay. He's more into, like, he gets off on violence. The unfortunate part is that, like, he will be horny in front of the children, I guess. But it's not oh, okay. necessarily directed mm. at them because they're children. Okay. But the fact that I have to be like, technically, no, isn't great. Um, <laughs> it's not great, but I rescind, I rescind it. Uh, but <laughs> going back to Namikawa, he's also the official Japanese dub over voice artist for both Elijah Wood and Hayden Christensen, my boy Anakin Skywalker. Wow. Yeah. Um, what a voice actor. Yeah. So, like, for the twelve episodes of Stone Ocean that have that are on Netflix right now, <laughs> Anasui shows up for like. 30 seconds and has no voice lines. So we haven't even heard him speak as Anasui yet. Uh, but episode nine has two repeats, both Asami Imai and Kaito Ishikawa. Episode 10 has a repeat of Suzuko Mimori, but my boy, Wataru Ta- Takagi, my boy, my man, he is... Okayasu Nijimura in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable, Part 4. He is kind-hearted, idiot, himbo, delinquent boy who has gone through so much and yet still has the capacity to love and care for creatures. Uh, Like, he just adopts this fucking cat at the end of the series and he's just got this weird cat now and I just, I love him so much. Uh, In his segment, I don't know if he's the part A or the part... I think he's part B. But for one of the segments, they reference Okuyasu. And when he's voicing Pupumi, he slips into his Okuyasu voice. <laughs> and they play the the noise of his stand, Zahando, <laughs> as, like, background noise. And it's just a very good, very subtle JoJo reference. Because it's, it's very much like a blink and you'll miss it if you're not familiar with part four. But I will send you... <laughs> this uh compilation because him saying oijoske gives me ser- so much serotonin <laughs> for some reason like his gruff delinquent voice is just so good but for you my beloved bestie uh he is also genta kojima and wataru takagi in case closed hmm. <laughs> he voices a character that's named after him <laughs> i don't know who either of these characters are but oh. it's very funny to me that he voices a character that is named after himself. Uh, Genta is the... Oh! Jets of baseball! Okay, valid. Jaggers! Ooh, good! Oh. Son of a bitch! Yeah. Get back! Okay. No, he's just... 
His character is like, he's one of the cops. Oh, unfortunate. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. I just, I love his delinquent voice. It's so good. His gruff little man voice. He started voicing Okuyasu in the video games, actually, before the anime. So he, I think he's voiced Okuyasu, like, since our All-Star Battle, which came out in, like, 2013, and then eventually voiced him in the anime adaptation, which came out in 2016. Mm-hmm. Which is good. I like when they, they're just like, okay, we got it in one. <laughs> one and done. Just like Daisuke Ono voicing Jotaro in All-Star Battle, Eyes of Heaven, and getting pulled to do the anime adaptation of Stardust Crusaders and then he's just Jotaro now because <laughs> he's voiced him since. Please watch that compilation of him saying Josuke though. Like, I don't know what it is about his voice. It's the same voice he uses for Kaiman in Doro Hidoro too because he also voices Kaiman. Mm-hmm. And it's just the same voice. It's just whatever range that, that this weird, gruff, delinquent, like, fucking using like gangster slang language (laughs) is just i don't know it's just instant serotonin in my brain i love him so much eli and i are actually going to cosplay josuke and okuyasu at some point (laughs) as soon as we have money we're getting the wigs (laughs) and attempting to figure out how to do those fucking pompadours (laughs) oh and in that episode two for episode 10 because wataru did a whole bunch of stuff on Case Closed. Mm -hmm. They changed some of the lines in, like, the murder mystery segment to reference Detective Conan. (laughs) (laughs) So they actually changed um, some of the lines, and I think they're just, like, they named a character as a direct reference to one of the, like, detectives Mm -hmm. on the police force. (laughs) And you can just hear the, the seiyu going... What did they name him? Are they allowed to do that? <laughs> so it was very good. Little reference to your Blorbos. Thank you. I appreciate Again, it. Again, I don't understand any of it, <laughs> but I figured you would appreciate it. I do. For episode 11, we have Mamiko Noto, who is Rin in Inuyasha, and also, once again, Yukako Yamagishi in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Diamond is Unbreakable Part 4. A lot of Part 4 and Part 5 JoJo people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And we also have Banjo Gin Ginga, yes, uh, who is Liquid Snake and Zero, the Metal Gear series, <laughs> and also Daniel J. Darby, also known as Darby the Elder slash Darby the Gambler in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stardust Stardust Crusaders. The 2005 anime and also the Eyes of Heaven video game. If you've seen compilations of, like, English being used in Stardust Crusaders, you've seen most of the clips of him. Because <laughs> the way he says Mr. Joestar is very funny. <laughs> I will find a clip real quick because it's very good. <sighs> It's so good. <laughs> uh, but finally, for episode 12, we have a repeat with Kotono Mitsu Ishii. Uh, and then we have Joji Nakata, who is 
Naobito Zenin from Jujutsu Kaisen, but also my boy, my beloved Alucard from Helsing. Both versions, both the original Helsing and then Helsing Ultimate OVA. Mm. He, who, both versions of Alucard are like, Helsing is one of the few anime where like both the dub and the sub are incredible. Like you could watch the dub or the sub and and genuinely both are like it's one of the few dubs that is like I can't I don't find there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with it. I have no faults with with the Helsing dub. But his voice is like Alucard from Helsing is just so good. Mm-hmm. I just Helsing Alucard my beloved. Um I love him. Uh, and then finally we have for Pipimi, rounding off with Bob Epic team segments. Uh, we have the same two people, but they switch off. So Pipimi is primarily voiced by Toru Adachi from Team AC for episodes 1 through 6, 8 through 12, and, and 14. And then switching off with Sh- Shinsuke. Itakura from Team AC for episodes 7 and 13. So they had two people for the Bob Epic Team segments, and basically they just switched off for a couple episodes. And for the Japan Mignon segments uh, for Pipimi, we have Christine Bellier. But yeah, that's it. Um, That's Pop Team Epic. If you think you can handle the nonsense... Please watch it because it's genuinely very funny if you understand the references and memes. Like, I'll go straight into what we've been watching because I watched all of Pop Team Epic. <laughs> and genuinely, some of the segments are just very funny and and stick with you. Like, I think about the episode segment where it's a, a parody of... um like old-timey gangster movies and it's supposed to be like very 80s and it's it's a yakuza parody <laughs> and like they're in prison so they they don't have sake so they lick a lemon instead <laughs> and it's very funny like there's just parts of it that are very memeable and funny and like genuinely stick with mm-hmm. you so like if you feel like you have like you have a solid grasp on like anime culture and wider nerd culture like go ahead and watch it it's funny maybe don't watch all of it in a row like (laughs) i did because i felt my brain melting i (laughs) like it will melt your brain a little bit if you try to watch all of it at once and you can even go through the list of like voice actors and find the ones that you like the most and watch those episodes and only watch the half of the episode that like your favorite voice actor shows up in again for half of them like no fault of the of the wonderful lady voice actors i primarily watched whatever segment where they were both voiced by dudes because i thought it was funnier (laughs) you have options Mm -hmm. and choices and there's minor differences and so like watch one half of the episode now Come back and watch the other half of the same episode later. You don't gotta watch all at once. Uh, but don't watch all at <laughs> once. This has been my episode on Pop Team Epic, <laughs> which was mostly just talking about voice actors, honestly, yeah. more than anything. But Pop Team Epic is fun. Eli and I are also possibly planning on doing Papuko and Pipimi as like 
Sunday chill, easy cosplays whenever we both get back into doing conventions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just a school uniform and then wig. So, but yeah. Also watched a little bit more of Demon Slayer. Still haven't finished season one, but I'm, I'm getting there. I got back to Demon Doctor Lady, who's cool. I like her a lot. And I fucking trying to get through it. I keep getting distracted. I've like, I have so much editing to do <laughs> tonight to work on these fucking rules guides. Well, I'll, I'll get to Mugen Train eventually, and then I will be able to see my wonderful continued Blurbos in law. Um, but what have you been, what, what have you been watching recently? Um, I am slightly behind on, on anime. Um, I, God, I laughed so hard at that fucking Jojo video that my voice is shot. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> what? It, it just means that you should finish watching Stardust Crusaders. <sighs> yeah. So, so you can see those as they happen in real time. So it can make you have a laughing fit so hard that you have to pause the episode for like 10 minutes. Because that's what happened to me. Because <laughs> it just hits and you're just like, oh, God. Yeah, I'm I'm like two episodes behind on everything right now. Um, I've not been doing this. Oh, that's not that's not that yeah, bad. All I did was watch. Miracle Workers, because I kept seeing ads for it on Instagram a hundred years ago, and then I remembered I have HBO Max, which is what Miracle Workers is on. Oh, nice. I'll I'll add it to the list, honestly. Yeah. I think if you like... What's that show with David Tennant and... Good Omens? Yes. Yes. If you like Good Omens, you'll probably like Miracle Workers. It's the same kind of humor. British humor, but good. <laughs> yeah every season is like it feels like you're watching like an au with the same characters oh i love that yeah it's really clever the first season is set in heaven and steve buscemi is god who is oh. entirely useless <gasps> oh my and, god like, can't, no. can't even oh. like microwave a pot pie by himself suzanne We've come full circle. Oh my god. What? Steve Buscemi going from in Spy Kids 2, do you think God stays in heaven for fear of what he's created to playing God? Holy shit. Oh boy. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Okay. I'm putting it I'm I'm opening HBO Max right now and I'm putting it on the list. Because that's literally one of my favorite fucking like I love Spy Kids so much. That's literally one of my favorite fucking movies. And that line has stuck with me since I saw that movie in theaters. And this is just this is so good. Holy shit! Incredible. That line is actually extremely fitting because that's the kind of god that he plays. The prophecy was foretold. <laughs> but hold on, I'm gonna look up the actors because like it has a really cool diverse cast. Hmm. And Daniel Radcliffe is there, which I always love. He is so good in this. Like, he... Every season, he keeps getting better. And in the last season, which was Oregon Trail, he plays a pastor. Yes! Um, I've seen ads for that one. Yeah. He's really going through it. I love him. I know he was our beloved little baby boy Harry Potter, and, like, we watched (laughs) him grow up, but, like, 
I love the diversity of the work that he's done, like, mm-hmm. as an adult. And I love how much of it is just him suffering in various ways. Because, like, he did, a, <laughs> like, he did, um, what was it? He did that, like, woman in black horror movie or whatever. And then he's just, mm-hmm. like, he's just done a lot of stuff where, where his characters suffer. And then there's that one very famous picture of him in, like, slippers and a robe and, like, holding two guns and looking absolutely unhinged. And I just, (laughs) those are the vibes I enjoy watching uh, Mr. Radcliffe exude. He's very good at it. Yeah, it looks like he's having a lot of fun um, with Miracle Workers. I think because he gets to be as wild as he wants to be. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, God, I forgot that he's playing fucking Weird Al Yankovic in the movie. Oh! Did you, did you know about that? No! But oh, that's kind yeah. of incredible. Um, there's gonna be a Weird Al movie, and Daniel Radcliffe is playing Weird Al. Um, and I have this conspiracy theory that really annoys Zach, that Daniel Radcliffe is not actually playing Weird Al, and it's all a ruse to make us think that he's playing Weird Al, but they actually have a different actor playing him. I <laughs> Yeah, I'll add that to my belief system. <laughs> I have nothing proving against it, so until proven <laughs> otherwise. My other theory is that the queen is dead and they're just faking. She's been dead for months and they're just turning her into the god emperor from fucking <laughs> Warhammer at this point. What would be actually extremely funny is that she died before this episode goes out. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Putting that energy out in first. <laughs> Let's go. Maybe we all th- wish really hard. Wish upon a star. <laughs> Who's... God, what's his name? The fucking... The ninth... Uh, Christopher Eccleston. Are you talking about Christopher Eccleston? Yes, yes. Yes, his tweet, who calls the his... queen a parasite in chief? Yes, Christopher oh, Eccleston, my fucking beloved. Oh, he's so good. Uh, he's right, and he should say it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I will. I'll add Miracle Workers to the to the list because yeah. that sounds incredible. Yeah, that's very good. So part two predates stands, so there's no funny stand name to translate today, but we have. We have this guy whose name is Wired Beck. That's not a real name. It's his God-given name, homie. You can't say it's not a real name when it's his God-given name. Well, God fucked up. (laughs) Correct. His namesake is Jeff Beck and Jeff Beck's album Wired. So, you know, not a super exciting one today. Not all of them can be winners. From what I remember from the anime, they did the thing where they were like, ah, this is a homosexual and gave him, like, a very effeminate voice. (laughs) Oh, he is a violent misogynist. (laughs) Oh, no. He dies basically immediately. Like, he's a one-off villain that, like, shows up and then dies in the same, like, five-minute time span. Oh, good. Yeah. He was also a vampire, which I don't remember remember <laughs> he looks like a fucking pinhead hellraiser cenobite ripoff 
I like his personality description on the fan wiki, which is Wired Beck is a misogynistic, aggressive vampire who firmly believes women are inferior and deserve to be harmed, having at some point murdered his own girlfriend. Like, shit, dude. Yeah. This guy really sucks. He really sucks, and he immediately dies, so, like, don't worry about it. He never he shows up <laughs> for, like, all of five minutes, immediately dies, and is never seen or talked about again, and is also immediately killed by uh, Joseph Joestar's MILF mom, Lisa Lisa. So, like, it's fine. He gets what he deserves. I don't remember this guy, so, you know, it's all good. Why would you remember any of them when the pillar men are right there? <laughs> Blows a kiss to the sky for cars. Keep thotting it up in space, King. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's the episode, and that's the that's that's this episode of edition of JoJo's Bizarre Localization Adventure, which is you know, again, they can't all be winners. Usually, they're they get much better in part three like once stands are introduced you get the two the one two hit combo of god a silly song name of a person and then also that being the name of their stand you can find us on instagram twitter and facebook at two weebs pod or you can email us at weebs in a trench coat at gmail.com you can also support us on patreon or throw us a tip on coffee thank you to lauren jess and john for supporting us on patreon our opening theme is our way by vitney and the music you're listening to right now is what's the angle by shane ivers and i'm maxon and i'm suzanne and goodbye good night <laughs> kiss the homies good night A very well-known man. Honey!